What's up, everybody? Welcome back to OTD. Before we get this episode rolling, I just wanted to say subscribe to the channel, check out our iTunes page, check out the TuneIn page. All those links and such can be found in the description down below. Leave us a like, leave us a comment, tell us what you like, tell us what you didn't like. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at OTD underscore podcast. We'll be tweeting out random stuff throughout the day. And with that, let's jump right into the episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to OTD. Joined today by my good friend Carlos. What's going on, everybody? We're talking NFL again today because uh, last week it was kind of scattered and it was a bit of NFL and a little bit of, it, you know, we didn't fantasy. Yeah, a little bit of everything. So we're going to try and go a little more focused on well what we've seen and then what's to come because the playoff picture is getting clearer, but it's still pretty foggy. No, and I also have some I also have some questions on stuff we talked about at the beginning of the of the season right we had an episode with john where we spoke a little bit about the nfl and um and and i you know i want to get on this on this on this Tannehill thing man oh <laughs> this is what we're doing okay this is, oh so this is what you wanted this is what we're doing all right so i wanted Let's to get on the Tannehill, but no but no yeah but just a little bit of everything so realistically a yeah, little, little bit of everything my first question is what's and I, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but what's your biggest surprise of the season so far? Man, my biggest surprise. I mean, can it really be anything but Patrick Mahomes? Because, mm. I mean, this kid came out of nowhere. It's been insane. Even though one could also say that uh, the Saints have been a huge surprise. But I think my biggest surprise has to be Patrick Mahomes, man, because he is lighting it up in ways... I, think, I didn't think that Kansas City offense could run. I think you had you had uh, the Saints in the playoffs. I think, or maybe in the NFC, in the NFC. Uh, uh, yeah, I think when we first did this, I think I had the Saints in like either the, the, the NFC. Yeah, either the NFC Championship or close. To, if not, that was like oh, they might go to the playoffs like maybe. that. Um, I mean, the Saints are always kind of in the mix for that type of stuff, even though they look like legit contenders right now like they're my super bowl favorite absolutely even after that uh cowboys loss if i'm being honest with you yeah they're tough you know what's crazy is that i i spoke to lou about it and i told him i was like i could have sworn i told you cowboys would have we're gonna win this week and he was like no and i was like man i could have and i told him i was like the thing is and i and i had told lou coming off of you you play on thursday which you guys know i i Thursdays typically you don't put up a lot of points. No, the rules are changing, so now every game everybody puts up a lot of points. But even mm-hmm. in comparison to regular season, like regular games, Sundays and Mondays. Yeah, Sundays, Mondays. It, it's still Thursday still kind of falls behind. Yeah. So number one, that that's gonna be tough. And I said number mm. two, Dallas has a crazy defense. Oh, yeah, it, it's solid. It's all I'll give them that. Those Especially when healthy. That that's the thing that people tend to forget. Is that a lot of times down the stretch the defense is not healthy? Yeah, right. You you think you look at guys like Sean Lee for example, who tend to be very injury prone. They actually were healthy for this matchup, and, and you had you know guys like Marcus Lawrence saying that hey, if we just get after the quarterback, smack him on the head a couple times, you know, suddenly they're not so hot anymore. Them boys are young, they're hungry, they're fast. 
Uh, also, a few questionable calls on the refs' part, but then again, that was on both sides. Well, that's, so what, really that's, what, that's what I said. That's what I told Lou. I said, "Listen, that whenever you have a young defense like that, they're gonna get a bunch of penalties." Yeah. And what ends up happening is, you you run twenty plays and you commit a foul in twenty plays. Refs are not gonna catch all of them. So, right. so all of a sudden, it looks like like they did a bad job. And, and in reality, what it is is that it's it's such a hyper defense. When you yeah. have young people, I remember when the Jets had that that those those years that the Jets had that defense with Rex Ryan. Those right, you're talking about the Mark Sanchez years. Those dudes were yeah. all over the field, so the rest right, couldn't right. catch everything. Like yo, it was like too much. So right, right. that'll happen with them. That's it's not like a it's not like it's a seasoned um, Baltimore Ravens defense that they know everybody knows where they're gonna go. Everybody's you know what I mean, or like a Seattle defense. Yeah, of course. It's it's like hey, go in the run, so you're not gonna catch everything. But um, but I told I was like yo, there's a big chance that that Dallas comes away with that one because it's 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 uh it's it's pretty you know they're pretty young they're pretty they're pretty uh fast and 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 they can get after the quarterback now for me the biggest surprise and i know that you know there's probably bigger ones out there but the bigger the bigger yeah. the biggest surprise for me are the bears Damn, you know what? That's true. That's another good one. That's yeah. that's the biggest surprise. I agree. Because nobody knew going into this year, no one thought the Bears would be the division leader. No one thought nobody. right. No one thought that. Number one. Number two, no one thought that the Bears defense was that good. Yeah. Number three. Even with Khalil Mack, even post Khalil Mack right. trade, no one thought that the the absolute impact that Khalil Mack would have on this defense. That's You're another like, thing. They didn't know dude. how good he was gonna play with that defense. Yeah. Because everyone knew he was going to be good, right? Like, he was good with the Raiders. But the Raiders never had the number one ranked defense in the league with him. And he wasn't doing that with the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? So, everybody was like, yo, that's a that's a risk. That kid can leave. Yeah. They can sign him. He's good, but he might not. And look at what he's doing. Dude, no. That was a dice well rolled. Crazy. my Like, dude. And, my God. And this kid, I told you, I know that, you know, not a lot of people sold on him. But that quarterback, he makes plays. You know, he I mean, does. He does. That, I'm still, yeah. I'm still iffy on him, right? Because I still, I still see some things mechanically that he yeah. can improve on. But that's fine, right? Like I'll look at him. I'm not. He's in his second year, man. He's in his second year. I'm not gonna knock him yet. And he's looking pretty damn good for his second year. And I think he'll continue to progress. It's scary. You know? It's scary that Lou, Lou brought up how close that dude looks to Tony Romo. And the, yeah, and the, man. And the funny thing is that this is the same conversation that people had about Romo. Yeah. Yeah, mechanically, you know, he's done. Yeah, well, look, here's what I will say about Trubisky, and I because I'm gonna be honest, he's the he's the engine for that yeah, yeah. uh for that for, for that, that offense, yeah. right? Because you can say all you want, well, oh, they got Allen Robinson, you know, they got Jordan Howard. It's like those 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 cats ain't doing much without uh without Trubisky actually yeah. performing, right? And, and we saw that this past Sunday uh against the Giants because they lost to the Giants because they had Chase Daniels in the center. And that's a dude that, you know, mechanically and physically just wasn't there, right? I mean, you're talking about the game-tying touchdown being thrown by Tariq Cohen, the running back. Right. So that just tells you how non, like, unconfident they were in Chase Daniels and how much they are looking forward to having Trubisky back this coming week because I think it was recently reported that he will play against the Rams. 
but and that's been another team that's been spectacular to watch man yeah that's gonna be a good team but yeah, yeah that that's my biggest surprise because i would have never thought the i, I would have never thought that the bears defense was gonna show up like this yeah, man. And that? we were talking about it during the draft process, right? They were like, oh, well, why they draft uh, Roquan Smith? They don't need another linebacker. It's because they got these motherfuckers running everywhere. Everywhere, man. No, and then they got Mac after, right? So, right. But my thing is, like, Mac is good. And because he's so good, he's almost elevating the play of everyone else on that defense who is already pretty good, right? So, I mean, it's been a match made in heaven, I think, for all of them, right? You're talking about guys like Eddie Jackson, uh, Leonard Floyd, you know. I mean, dude, going down with Danny Trevathan, a bunch of guys that are just that team performing. That team reminds me, I know I mentioned them a little bit ago, but that team reminds me of the Jets. Because of yeah. that, you know, Rex Ryan had that defense kind of running all over the place they had they, they had a, a a surplus of linebackers absolutely they had young dudes and then they had receivers that weren't weren't great but they weren't but they were they worked man they worked. guys like taylor gabriel andre miller now alan robinson they're all kind of doing their part for mitchell trubisky and they had a, a quarterback that was first second year and i think that was the biggest thing right because uh and his name escapes me with that head coach for the Bears, man. Uh, he's made, he's perfectly crafted an offense that works in Mitchell Trubisky's favor. And you can't say that about a lot of uh, offensive gurus, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there are some that have been able to do it, right? Because you look at Sean McVay. Right. You know, he's effectively made his scheme uh, more tailor-made to Jared Goff. Makes him look a little yeah. better, right? Because we saw Jared Goff was with Jeff Fisher there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go down the line. Andy Reid. I don't even necessarily think Andy Reid's tailoring his offense to Mahomes. He just drafted a guy that fits his scheme. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The thing with Reid is that Reid has that resume of he can make anything he can make anything work, right? Like Reid, you you, yeah. you you put McNabb. Reid and Alex Smith, he's like a polar opposite to that of Patrick Mahomes right Yeah, now. he makes it work, man. He'll put up points and, and, and that's his thing. Um... But yeah, that to me, that's that's my biggest surprise. Is I never thought that, that team was gonna come come in the in in the in the division this late in the in the season and be be on top of the division. Um, so that's my that's my biggest surprise. What do you what do you think, or how do you see? How do you view? See, because when we when we did the when we did the first show, right, like the, kicking off the the, the season, um, right, right we talked about all the, the quarterbacks and the draft and all that stuff right and then when we did the draft it was funny because yeah. we all had our f- quote-unquote favorite quarterbacks coming into the uh, coming out of the draft right yeah we all right. Had our, our favorites yeah and i'm sorry i stick by my <laughs> i stick by my by my by my my thoughts man i i still don't like this kid uh bigger mayfield right and i and i still really like uh the one i picked which is uh the kid from wyoming what's uh he's in uh josh allen, josh allen plays for the bills yeah josh allen, he's in buffalo now so i, I know that's your dude yeah that's my dude he was he was looking good against uh, the dolphins this past sunday i mean he was running around like nobody he business. was looking good before he just got rocked but uh yeah, he, yeah, he got, he but yeah he got, he got rocked <laughs> but uh but he was doing really good but how do you see how do you see that class and how do you see that class 
in comp- I know that I'm gonna throw this shit out there. It's gonna be like, yo, get out of here. But in comparison yeah. to that, to that Philip Rivers and Roethlisberger and and uh, and Eli Manning class, how do you see this class? I would say this class, especially now that we're seeing Lamar Jackson starting and we're seeing how good he is looking potentially. I would say year one, this quarterback class does pass the eyeball test. I think everyone that drafted a quarterback in that first round, specifically, right? Because obviously, guys like Mason Rudolph, Luke Falk, you know, we haven't seen them in action. But, you know, the core guys, you know, we're talking about the Baker Mayfield, Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Josh Rose. Those guys have all looked extremely solid. And I think any team that drafted one of these guys, they are all very, very solid. Rosen's looking really good too. He's made his mistakes and he's done his his uh you know he's he he doesn't have a great team either. But um but he's looked really good too in Arizona. So you got so you got the the it, it passes the eyeball test. I think Rosen's doing his thing in, in, in Arizona. Yeah, um, even though I can't help but feel like uh Rosen would look better in a better situation, man. Like he looks good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I just feel like he could have gotten a little more fortunate with the team that picked him up. You think? Well, yes, the thing is that you know the, the Fitzgeralds of the world are on the way out. Those guys don't yeah, have. They don't have a young. No, I'm like I'm not even knocking some of the pieces they have on offense. It's just kind of like that. I don't know what's wrong with the Cardinals currently, but they just don't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you don't like maybe it's not. Maybe now that Bruce Arians is gone, it kind of feels like. You know, maybe there's something like some identity missing. I don't know, man. No, you know what I think? But, uh, I think I think Arian left at the right time because he knew that that offense, he did, he did. That offense of wasn't, course. wasn't going, you know, it wasn't moving towards the future type of thing. He built a great defense, great yeah, defensive yeah, yeah. scheme, but yeah, he really did. but was like, okay, this our time is up. Yeah, and Carson left and he was like, all right, our time is up. But, you know back to like the question right you know they all passed the eyeball test but specifically guys that have impressed me right we're talking about baker mayfield who i thought was in probably the worst situation out of all five of them he's really impressed me uh i think second in that class right now i gotta say lamar jackson man he's looking he, he's very looked good. solid he's looking good then again the situation i think is better for him than he's the, he's the know, one sam darnold and, he's the one in Josh he's Allen. the one in the better team right he's the one in the yeah. best team by bar none yet so, absolutely yeah he's the one in the best so, team so that's how I see it, right? And and the best defense. we look, yeah, best defense by far. That's the number one defense in the right, league, I think, or defense. something like that. So, I think it's like I, it's either them or the Bears because yeah, so the Ravens have been yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, or they're like the number three scoring defense or something like that. They're always they're always going to keep him in the game. So he's at he's at a at an advantage there, right? Like he doesn't have to be slinging yeah. it like Rosen in Arizona. He doesn't have to be yeah, running man. all over the place exactly. like Allen. And you would think that because because Arizona's got David Johnson back there, but he hasn't really been producing like I think a lot of people expected him to. Well, because they're always behind too. Yeah, that so well, then, that's true. So then, that's true. Because you can't ground and pound if you're down. You, be, you become one dimensional, and then he's limited in what he can do. So yeah, it's it's a it's a, he's in a bad spot. But whatever. So all right. Uh, with that said, okay. You know what I'm asking, you, man. You know, I'm gonna ask you, man. I, I think it's time, and I'm the it's and time. I was the biggest fan, dude. I was the one, I was the one like defending this man. 
like when everybody was like, "Yo, I want Baker Mayfield," I was like, "Nah, give us some time." Yeah, yeah, you're like, give us some time. It was. I was like, he's been hurt. He's not gonna be hurt this time. <laughs> and for those of you who are still lost, we're talking about Ryan Tannehill, of course. Brought him up last week. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, this week after a win, the you know, maybe the maybe we thought to change, but end the fit. Uh yeah, man. Look, here's the thing. We were talking about biggest surprise of the year, right? Yeah. One of my favorite surprises of this year is that we finally have a secondary down here in Miami. I love Xavier Howard. I love Minka Fitzpatrick. I love Bobby McCain, mm-hmm. Rashad Jones, TJ McDonald. Love that secondary. Rashad Jones is doing his thing. He's, doing, he's been doing he's his thing. Doing that man's the thing, beast. Uh, but yeah, so I actually really like a lot of the defensive components we have. I would still like to see a couple improvements here and there at linebacker. Um, you know, but honestly, defense isn't even really my my main concern. I actually liked a, I've liked more, I've liked this defense more than I haven't liked this defense, if that makes sense. Because there were some points in the year where it's like, yo, what the hell's going on here, you know? But I've actually enjoyed watching that defense play, and it's the first time I can say that about a Dolphins defense in some time. Uh, offensively, though, I liked what Adam Gaze did because I don't know if anyone really noticed the sheer i don't want to call it genius but it's definitely a smart thing what he did he said look my quarterback is probably only good for these three yard uh underneath routes right so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna get receivers that can take those underneath routes about 70 yards to the end zone and that's why we saw guys like jakeen grant albert wilson those guys were really thriving right they let kenny still stay in that number one role which i think suits him well but it was basically, hey, let's get faster. You know, we're just gonna, we're gonna let, we're not, we don't necessarily need Tannehill to throw the ball 70 yards. If he wants to and makes it by all means, but that's not really our game, right? So I respect the hell out of that. Uh, unfortunately, Wilson got hurt. Uh, basically, I think it was week six. I could be off on that. And then Jakeem Grant uh, also got injured shortly after. So a lot of what made this offense fun to watch to start, not there anymore and what we what i feared at least what i feared the most happened Tannehill got hurt it was a rather serious injury again with that shoulder and now as a fan and as someone who knows football and you know in football we've seen this we've seen the the injury guy right because it's oh this year it's the knee next year it's the shoulder the year after that it's the wrist and suddenly we start to see why a guy who was the most sacked quarterback in the league for the first three years of his career, we now see the problem with taking that many hits over and over and over again. You talking about Sam I, Bradford or uh, no? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> why you got to do Sam Bradford like that? But but my thing with Tannehill is that. Early in the year, people were like, hey, he needs to develop into the next Alex Smith, right? That, that's what they were saying. Oh, he's the next Alex Smith. And to a certain degree, I thought that was a very fair comparison. But again, if that if that was the best scenario for you, I don't think you're that good of a quarterback. Here, well, here's what I think about that. I think that has become the new coach savior savior your job yeah right because he's gonna go out there he's not gonna make many mistakes and he'll lead you to nine and seven ten and six it's like alex smith has revolution i wouldn't say alex smith because because when uh 
uh, who did a uh, uh, Trent Dilford when Trent Dilford was doing it? Yes, that yeah. that was kind of ahead of his uh, of his time. Alex, was, yeah, was. the difference is that Alex was the number one pick that became. You're right, so it was different. Yeah. So it was different because before when it was when it was a uh, um, Trent Dilfer before that, I don't know if you remember uh, Brad Johnson. That was his name. They, yeah, he was with Tampa Bay. Bay. He he won the right. he won the championship in Tampa Bay with with uh, with Gruden. With Gruden. Yes, two thousand one. Right, that was the same thing. That dude wasn't throwing. 60 yards the the new the i think the new thing in the nfl is if your quarterback is not good enough to make the 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 game winning throws let's make him an alex smith type of quarterback right yeah because we're gonna let five yards the run game and the defense mitigate so you know that so Tannehill. well now the thing is too that the nfl's game has changed now to more of a passing a game which actually rather than a running game which actually brings me to my point here right we're seeing such revolutionary offenses and they're all quarterback driven i don't think in today's nfl uh an alex Mm -hmm. smith type necessarily gets by now i know i and 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 just bear with me real quick because i know alex smith was like six and three with the redskins uh this year right but granted that wasn't a very weak division you're talking about a division with the the eagles the cowboys and the giants And we're talking beginning of the year well, with all three of these teams. Everyone was struggling except the Redskins. Yeah. To be fair, Adrian Peterson was doing a lot of heavy lifting too. Still is. So my thing right now with Tannehill, is he a bad quarterback? Far from it. Is he an average quarterback? I would I would argue an above average quarterback. I'd go as far to say a pretty good quarterback. Is he going to win you any games? No. You know where Tannehill needs to be, Carlos? You, you know where Tannehill needs to be, Carlos? In the wide receiver, receiver death chart. <laughs> nah, but check this, because this is where this is where Ryan Tannehill needs to be. And if I'm the Dolphins, I'm making a call to the team about eight hours north from us, calling up Jacksonville. They need a quarterback, but they don't need a quarterback that's going to win them any games. They got Leonard Frenette. They got TJ Yeldon. They got Carlos Hyde. And they, got a and they, have, and they have a good defense. I don't care what's happened this year. They have a good defense. They've just been unfortunate because Blake Bortles is the quarterback. You put Tannehill on that team. I've been t- I've been saying this for the past two years now. Tannehill on that team could potentially take them to a Super Bowl. And by take them to a Super Bowl, I mean not fuck up enough where they go to a Super Bowl. Right, right, right. Because the problem with Blake Bortles is, yeah, they'll run him here and there and he'll make the right choice every now and then. But more often than not, you're talking about three interception games. Tannehill rarely, if ever, has multiple interception games. He may have one or two because a receiver bopped it up in the air or, you know, a safety made a good read on the ball. But Tannehill is a Tyrod Taylor type. Tyrod's going to go in there. He's going to take the snap and he's going to he's going to run your offense. Hey, Tyrod, throw it three yards. Yeah. And he's going to. Hey, Tyrod, hand it off. He's going to think. You know, he's gonna think. No, but I think I think Tyrod Taylor's more talented than Tannehill. He's talented, no. but he doesn't use it. No, well, he, run. right. I'm I'm going based on what I see on the yeah. field, right? Because we we have a very good sampling size for Tyrod Taylor, yeah. right? And and yes, that is the correct pronunciation. Tyrod Taylor, we've seen it. He can he be more probably, man? Because he's especially a couple years back when he had the legs, right? right. 
or I mean, he still has the legs, right? Let's not act like yeah. he fell off or anything like that. But that's that's just never been his game, right? He's never been yeah. the oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run for an 80 yard touchdown. No, no, he's more content with dancing around and waiting till this guy gets yeah, over. Yeah, he's not gonna take it there. That's that's what it is. Right. So, regardless of how you feel about untapped potential, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking statistically and what you see on the field on a day to day basis. Tyrod Tyra, or Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Tannehill. Those are two quarterbacks that you could drop Bortles for, put them into that Jacksonville offense. And I think that team is a solid 11 and 5, possibly 12 and 4. Yeah. Because you're just not having the mistakes. I don't know how, how Jacksonville, I mean, Jacksonville doubled down on Bortles. That's the problem. Man. And Bortles is making a lot of money now. They That's the biggest issue now. Bortles is making so much bank right now. That if they were to take on, let's say, a Tannehill, you're doubling up the amount of money you're spending at the quarterback position. And I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, dude, that's the thing. They doubled down. That was, that was. Yeah, so I don't think that's going to work. Now, as far as his future with the Dolphins, look, I'm actually not opposed to him being my starting quarterback for another two years. All I'm asking for is can we have a contingency plan for when this guy inevitably has his freaking leg torn in half like Alex Smith had just a couple weeks ago? You think I think he needs he needs to go now. I don't want not another season or two. You think here's the thing, here's the thing, because I don't want us to just draft another quarterback and, and think that's gonna solve everything. Because it necess- it won't necessarily solve anything. The fact of the matter is there's still a lot of holes on that offense specifically that even if we had a guy like Baker Mayfield, yeah, he can scramble and maybe do a lot of things where he would be able to, you know, throw us into some, throw us in and out of some situations. But the fact of the matter is this O-line was completely, it's been completely injury riddled since week one. And then moving even beyond that, you're talking about the wide receiver core fucking depleted. So again, it's not like having Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson or a Josh Rosen as a backup this season would change anything, you know, because the team on offense has had really bad luck and doesn't have much. But if you look at our future, a 30-year-old Tannehill is not the future. (laughs) 